What if Santa Claus came in the middle of May and brought gifts as well? Well, it certainly would distract a child from the pain she is suffering from a terminal illness. Hi, I'm Paige, host at Chizuba Talks. This podcast is dedicated to sharing incredible stories of nonprofits doing amazing work. Today, I'm in conversation with Leanne Steyer, the president of Christmas Dreams. Christmas Dreams is a nonprofit that provides entertainment for terminally ill children celebrating Christmas in advance if needed. This organization ensures that the terminally ill child is looking forward to something, all the while creating positive memories for both the child and the family. These memories are cherished for years to come and provide a source of comfort and joy during difficult times. Leanne is the vision caster of Christmas Dreams. She has a passion for helping those who are hurting and her experience as a foster parent enabled her to identify with parents who have limited time with their children and birthed the idea of Christmas Dreams. She has recently earned her Doctor of Santa Clausology from the International University of Santa Claus. Wow, that is so cool. <laughs> How about that? Welcome, Leanne. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to share what we're doing and how we do it and uh, just kind of get our name out there for people who don't know what we're doing and uh, see how they can help support us along the way. And uh, yeah, it'd be fun. Absolutely. Wonderful. So please tell us about the inspiration. Why did you start off with this nonprofit? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, um, I had a foster child. And so um, it became clear uh, his mother was incarcerated while I was um, watching, taking care of him. And so when she was about to get out of prison, I wasn't sure what she was doing. She had talked about trying to get him or how all that was going to work. And so my time, I understood, was very limited with him. I had had him since he was two days old, and uh, this was coming up on four years. And so it was just a roller coaster ride of, oh, my goodness, is this my last birthday to celebrate with him? You know, I've just connected with this child, and uh, it was heartbreaking. So I just wanted to make every celebration I had huge and big and memorable and uh, something that I could hold on to for years to come, not knowing what my future was with him. Um, As it turned out, I ended up adopting him. And so it wasn't our last Christmas or last Easter or last birthday, Um, but it just became apparent to me that I wasn't the only one who had this journey, that there were um, some families that this was their everyday struggle. Um, Not so much with foster child, but just realizing with the illness that they were facing, um, this could be maybe their last. And so how could we step in and bring some encouragement and some comfort um, and some joy and some hope maybe along the way? And so that's kind of where it started. We also, there was a young lady who has become part of our board and she worked at a place called Boggy Creek and they also work with children with life-threatening illnesses. And so her coming home and telling stories of that kind of brought her story and my story together. And that's where we came up with the audience of, okay, there are children fighting disease that don't know what the future holds. And so how can we step in and love on them? Yeah, that is so heartwarming. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It takes a big heart to think like that. <laughs> How does work? How does this work, Leanne? Tell me, uh, do you get to know of a terminally ill child and then you take uh, the steps or does the family approach you or does somebody else tell you that this is a situation here? Well, yeah, we, we tried reaching out, but that's a hard conversation to have, right? Because when you're saying, hey, can we bring this experience to your family because, you know, they may not make it to December 25th, you know, and then they feel like if they schedule that with you, they're giving up hope. And so those those conversations were a little hard. We had one or two families that we were able to approach that we um, got response from. And so there were probably two that we got to love on maybe our first year of starting this. But then we partnered with Advent Health for children. And they kind of were that first conversation about, hey, this is something your family might be interested in. And so we have partnered with them since 2016 and they bring mm -hmm. families to us. And so we've had opportunity to send Santa into the NICU and have pictures taken with um, babies that aren't able to be home for Christmas. And we have heard back from a few of those families, you know, that are encouraging that my baby's doing great, but thank you so much because this was part of our journey and that's such a keepsake for us. And then mm -hmm. there are other families that unfortunately their child never got to come home and celebrate another Christmas. So that picture that we were able to take with Santa and the NICU looking through the isolate or whatever, because um, he doesn't get a chance to hold them, but he can look at them and get their picture. And sometimes mom and dad are in there as well. Um, so we've been able to do that. Uh, the hospital has also asked us to create pillowcases. That's one way we love on the children um, because their hospital rooms are so sterile and white. So it's funny that yeah. a pillowcase would bring such joy. But I have a team of sewing elves that all year long they are busy creating these masterpieces that around December 1st I drop off uh, at the center. Because when the children come in for treatment, they're usually there anywhere from four to eight hours sometimes. It's a long stay, so any little thing that you can do. Uh, one time I was dropping off more, and a little girl saw me, and then she's like, the pillowcase lady is here. And I was like, oh, my God, it's such a, a different world you live in that a pillowcase would get you excited um, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But it's those little things, and just the fact that you know where they are and what they're going through. And then we have a mobile experience that we design. Our big goal is to build an indoor themed resort where families would come and stay with us for an extended time for two or three days and inside there they would get to do go to santa's um uh, yeah what do you call that <laughs> his, his workshop and create yes. toys learn how to fly the sleigh they would go um, and make cookies um they uh, get to go yeah. up in this tree house i mean everything is there santa's house is there uh, the reindeer barn is there there's a snow mountain and everything so that is our big dream but as we're trying to raise the millions of dollars to build that our board knew that we needed to be doing something right now that there are children and families hurting now so we had the grand idea of let's take some of the ml elements from that themed resort and put them into a 40-foot trailer. So we had a trailer donate. Well, it wasn't donated. I paid a dollar for it. I am a bargain shopper. So we got a 40 foot freezer truck that we gutted. And so inside of it, we divided it into three sections. So the first section is Santa um, is Mrs. Claus's kitchen. So the kids get to come in there and they make a cookie with her um, and get to lick the spoon and eat as much frosting and marshmallows as they want. Uh, and then they move to the tinker shop. And in the tinker shop is an elf and they help um, that help elf helps them create a toy or a keepsake. Because, again, for these families, those keepsakes are just so important. 
So I think last year uh, we did pin punching in an ornament. The year before that, we had an ornament that we put a um, string of ribbon that was as tall as the child and the year on it. So remember, I was this tall on this year. And so they get to have fun in there. There's a train that goes around and we have some vintage toys so that parents can kind of have a connection with, oh my goodness, I had one of these. Let me show you how it works. So they get that and they're in there for about 15 to 20 minutes and then they move to Santa's man cave. And Santa's man cave, he's got the fireplace going. We have um, Santa's, because he's kicked back in his man cave, he doesn't have his coat or his boots on. So the coat is hanging on a hook. The boots are there that the children can try on. Because again, these are children that cannot go to the mall and get their picture taken. They can't really go out and be amongst people because of their compromised health. So they get to just ha have all kinds of fun in there with Santa. There's a, a magic wand that turns on the tree. There's a book that he opens that lights up that has, if their name is in the nice list. Um, he's got all kinds of storybooks. So he can read them their favorite story. And then he shares his favorite Christmas story, which of course is the very first Christmas. Um, wow. We also have a star panel that um, we shut off the lights in there and there's a star sky. And um, we give each child a medallion that has um, our logo has a, a reindeer called Dreamer. And so it's kind of punched out and he gives them this little medallion that we've made into a necklace or bracelet. And he tells them that when they are having a really bad day, they can just look up in the sky through that little medallion, find the brightest star and know that that's where Santa is. Wow. He's watching them and he's praying for them and he knows what they're going through and he's thinking about them and he loves them very much. And so that's kind of the trailer. So we get to take that to Advent Health for Children for a week. Um, this year, I'm excited to say we're, we're starting to work right now. There's another children's charity group up in Louisville, Kentucky. And we have been invited to come up and do a Christmas in July event for their children that are battling uh, different illnesses and, and things. And so we're going to get to go up for a week in July, just around the corner, and love on some of those families. So there's other people that kind of connect us to the family. I know that was a long answer, but I get excited talking about the trailer because that's our, our big thing. And it's mobile. Um, so it is actually set up here in Winter Springs. And so we've had some families come by and visit us that have reached out to us to say, you know, my husband was in the military, and so we didn't get to celebrate Christmas, but our daughter is, you know, battling this illness. Can we come? So we've done that. We've also worked with Make-A-Wish. Um, they have hooked us up with a family that we provided an experience for as well. Wow. What a marvelous idea. As you were describing the entire thing, I was visualizing, the, you know, the, the trailer and thinking of all, you've thought of everything. You've thought of everything. <laughs> Yeah, outside the trailer, then um, we also have a giant snow globe that the whole family can get in and have a snowball fight because, of course, we're in Florida, so it's a little warm for real snow, but we have snowballs that they can throw at each other. We also have a magic snow machine that they can turn on and make it snow, which the funniest thing to me is the kids love it. We get them dancing, but how many doctors and nurses will walk by and go, can we turn off the snow? And I'm like, absolutely. Christmas joy and fun is for everyone. The magic is for everyone. So they'll come and, and dance around in that. This year we uh, we introduced a train um, that I didn't, you know, read it on Amazon. I wasn't sure, but it said like it would carry 200 pounds or 300 pounds. So the children can actually drive it and mom or dad can ride on the back and it actually works. And so um, that was that was a lot of fun this year. That even my 
my elves had fun on. I had to keep saying, get off. It's for the children. You're going to drain our bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to get onto that train. It makes me want to get onto right. that train. It's beautiful. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employees' experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision. A vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Jazuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. Leanne, what kind of support do you receive from the community and uh, how can any individual or any organization uh, contribute uh, to your success? That is a great question. Um, well, obviously, we are trying to raise money to build the resort and uh, also pay now for this trip to Kentucky. Uh, so going on and donating is a great way to do that. Um, also, just helping us get our name out there, brand awareness, you know, like us, share us on all our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so if you can just start sharing because you never know whose heart that will move in to be part of that. And then once a year, it's once a year right now, um, once we open the themed resort, we'll do it multiple times, but we hold what we call Elf University. So there is a training that you need to go through if you're going to um, be with us on property at the hospital and interact with the children. You kind of need to understand our history and then our story of Santa that, that we are putting forth and making sure all of our answers are the same. You know, uh, we have a, a good amount of how you deal with difficult questions. But um, so, yeah, there's a training that you can go to if you're interested in volunteering with us. Um, and that usually happens around September. And then we take, again, it's a small crew, so we don't need a ton of volunteers right now to actually be on property uh, yeah. at the hospital. But Any again, if, if we get more and more venues that we can go, and then we'll expand that. Because again, and, and we are looking to expand virtual um, experiences right now as well, realizing not everybody can get to us here in Florida. So if there is a child in, let's say, Maine or South Dakota who wants a an experience with us, how can we make that happen? So we're dreaming that right now to see. Also, if you have sewing skills, again, we need over 500 pillowcases a year. So you can make those and send them to us or send us gift cards for Joanne so we can buy fabric uh, to make that. We would appreciate that as well. Wonderful. I wish you luck in all that uh, support you require. Uh, last but not the least, uh, I read about the story on uh, your website. Could you just tell us Emily's story? 
Yeah, Emily was one of the first children that we really got to to do an experience. That was even before the trailer was created. Um, I got a call from Advent Health saying we have a girl who's 12 years old who's been recently diagnosed with cancer. And um, her dad is working several jobs, but her mom's had to quit her job to support and be there for her and get her to all of her doctor's appointments. So they ended up losing their house and they were living in a car. So the hospital reached out to us to see if we could help provide Christmas for them. Um, so I found somebody who um, paid to put them in a, in a hotel for a week, the week of Christmas. And so we covered that. And then um, we went in when she was at the hospital for treatment. We had a team that snuck in and decorated the room, uh, put all kinds of stuff in a Christmas tree and, and tried to make it look as festive as possible. And I heard from the child life specialist, she kept going, when are they coming? When are they coming? Because <laughs> she had heard something was going to happen. So uh, we went in and, and we snuck in and, and we decorated. And then on Christmas Eve, we snuck back in and we delivered presents and um, brought food for the family for their th um, Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas Day. And um, so... You know, we, we heard back a little bit about how appreciative they were and everything. But then I think it was maybe a month later. I'm not sure I have that timeline right. But sometime after that, then we got the call that Emily had lost her battle with cancer. And so one of the things that I'm very passionate about is anybody that we interact with, if we, you know, can find out um, when services are that we will attend. And so uh, myself and one of our other board members went. And of course, this is the first time I'm doing anything like this for somebody I've never met because we kept sneaking in the room when they were gone. So, um, but we figured they would not have a lot of family support since they were living in their car. Um, so we showed up not really knowing what we were going to say or do or how you do that. And, I, you know, it was, it was a tough day, I will say. And at the end of the service, we decided, you know, mom was probably looking at us like, who are you? Um, so I just kind of went up and introduced myself. And I said, you know, my name is Leanne and I'm with Christmas Dreams. And before I could say anything else, she had just exploded in this, you know, joy and gave me a big hug. And um, I'm sorry, it, it gets to me still. Um, you know, thank you so much that you really did make Emily's last Christmas so very special, not only for her, but for us. And so... Um, that wasn't the um, reaction I thought I was going to get from her uh, in her deep time of loss, which just, again, showed me um, what a special moment that we are invited into. And the hardest times for some of these families, and I mean, we have stories of Nick U as well, where you just realize, you know, what an honor it is for them to invite us in to let us be part of the hurt and healing with them and to not take that lightly and to understand like it's, it's great that in this moment, you know, I tell my volunteers all the time, we can't do anything about what's happened to them before. We can't do anything about no control over what's going to happen with them in the future, but we have this moment right here. And so how can we make this moment the best moment where they can forget for a moment that they're sick, where they can forget all the nightmare. That's where Christmas dreams came from. Let's forget the nightmare that we live every day. And how can we grasp onto a dream for just a moment? And I mean, we hear that comment from parents so many times. It's so great just to see them be a kid for once and just laughing and playing and throwing snowballs or dancing in the snow and having those special hugs and time with Santa and Mrs. Claus is, you know, I think it's part of the healing process as well. It does bring hope and healing. Um, but again, sometimes when they lose that battle, still the family um, can cherish the moment that we provided. 
that's wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Leanne. Uh, it was amazing listening to your story. Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, allowing me to share my dream and my passion with your listeners. I appreciate it. It is beautiful. And I wish you all the good wishes and all the support that you can garner. And I wish through this podcast, I spread the word of Christmas dreams, uh, bringing joy and comfort to terminally ill children and their families. Uh, I wish you that you continue to support such initiatives and uh, make, I'm sure you are making, and I, I want you to continue to make significant positive impact in the lives of this of these children. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>